0: The Culture Guy Podcast. With your host Christian Höfler, also known as The Culture Guy. And with some very exciting news. And an amazing guest from Europe. And still with a very dramatic intro music track. Welcome back everybody, this is Christian the Culture Guy, new episode, and today I would like to first point you to our website. Please go to theculturemastery.com and go to the navigation bar where you'll see the word language. We have a new language tool on our website. We are now officially partnering with Jim Glish and Fantastique a company that has been around for years in the online language learning arena and they've been partnering with many well-known a-list media and training outlets in the world and i am tickled pink and honored that jim glish decided to partner with us as well with a culture mastery so if you need to improve your english skills or your french language skills for either work or life abroad this might be just the tool for you it is customizable to your needs and it's easy because it's non-intrusive so you will get emails you will get uh, new lessons in your inbox every day and it will, the machine that's behind this will learn from your learning style, the way you make progress. So it's, it's just all around fantastic. Please go check it out, theculturemastery.com, and check out the language tab, Jimglish and Fantastique. Now, these are only two languages. Our guest today speaks six of them, including French and English, because the conversation we had was conducted in English. And you will learn that her first language is... Not English. Neither is mine, by the way, if you didn't know. So here we go. This is Rachel Smets, originally from Belgium. She's a bundle of energy. She is a speaker. She's a coach. She's an author. She wrote the book, Awaken Your Confidence. And now she's going to share with you some of her confidence hacks that are in that book and how that applies to working and living abroad. Hello, Rachel Smets. Nice to have you on the podcast. Where in the world are we finding you today?
1: Hi, Christian. Thank you for having me. I am currently in the Netherlands.
0: In the Netherlands, but this is not your native country. Tell tell our audience where you're originally from.
1: Well, not so far away originally. I am originally from Belgium, uh, so it's not so far away. I've been moving around... um, much more than that, so uh, here is where I'm staying the last um, yeah, last couple of years.
0: And what are you passionate about? I know your website says you're a speaker, author, and a dedicated trainer. So mm-hmm. what 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 drives Rachel? what what, what are you passionate about?
1: Uh, I'm passionate about definitely about people, about helping people, and um, more specifically, I'm passionate about inspiring and motivating people. And even more specifically, I am passionate about um, helping people with their confidence. And that's, you know, what we're going to talk about today as well, is why I also wrote the book. Because I really see a lot of people feeling stuck in their life, in their career, in their relationships. And sometimes it's a lack of confidence to just, you know, take your laugh in your hand and just, uh, yeah, get the confidence to change and to actually become more happy and do what you really like.
0: Mm-hmm. So, awaken your confidence is the title of your book, and that was released how long ago? Uh,
1: in August uh, last summer, actually, yeah.
0: So last summer that is in 2016, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so awaken your confidence. What is it about? Um, I mean, the the title is is almost a call to action, right? It's it's grabbing yeah. grabbing the reader's attention and saying, hey, um, there's something sleeping inside of you. Just let's let's get it woke, right? So, um, h- how do you how do you wake the sleeping confidence? Yes.
1: It's definitely definitely just like you said, Christian. It's definitely about taking action. You know, it's like taking your own life in your hands and taking action. And the the way I, I wrote the book is in two parts. So uh, part one is I interviewed fifteen really. Pretty successful people, um, known people, and uh, successful in different areas from different backgrounds, different countries, and they actually describe their journey from being really not confident at all to now. You know, some of them are you know um, world bestsellers uh, or public speakers that are standing in front of hundreds and thousands of people, and I mean very successful people that are totally not shy. So. They went through a journey of learning, and that's the key here, learning to grow your confidence. And confidence is really a skill that you can learn. So the message of my book is really, here's the proof. All of these people and myself have learned it, and it's a lot of taking action. So that's why the second part of my book is, okay, so how do you take this action? And then I describe 11 confidence hacks Such as, you know, face your fears, Mm -hmm. take action, uh, surround yourself with supportive people, and, you know, 11 like those that we can discuss later on. But that's the thing, you have to do something to get that confidence. You have to do something because when you sit on the couch, nothing will happen. So Mm -hmm. you will stay stuck, right? Right. So, in a nutshell, that's what the book is about.
0: Great, great. And I'm wondering, were you ever, yourself in a situation where you felt a lack of confidence or, or what, what drove absolutely. you what drove you to write this? What, usually when, when people give um, mm. the hacks or the advice to to make an improvement in their lives, it's usually a, a fight that they have fought themselves, right So what was it for absolutely. you?
1: Absolutely.: Yeah, Christine, you nailed it. absolutely. It's um, everything that I write. I've been through. (laughs) And I think that's the best way to write it because, you know, you can believe me, I've been there. And um, the reason, yeah, it all came together in this book is because, like I mentioned before, I, I did move to different countries and I worked abroad and I lived abroad for the past 15 years now. And that was I, first of all. As a child, I was so shy. I hardly talked. I my parents had to force me to say something, and I was just always so silent and sitting in the back of the class and very self conscious. And everybody was better than me, and I was I was trying my best, and I was having good grades, but I was always the silent one, you know, in the back of the class. And I really never thought a lot about myself. No, on the contrary, I you know, low self esteem and um, then in my early 20s i decided to move abroad well that's another story you know why why and how and how difficult all of that was because the whole process of thinking and dreaming of moving abroad but then actually doing it and that's where it started christian that's really where it started i really wanted to move and live abroad and experience other people and other cultures and it was so scary having the dream but not knowing how to get there so Developing and facing that challenge like oh you know my parents they had the dream like their girl was going to just stay together you know in the same town as my parents in the same job and the same family and the same everything and here I was developing the the dream of moving away moving away from my own family Mm -hmm. so that was really really challenging and for a year and a half to be really honest they really thought like I left my family behind and I was no longer part of the family it was extremely hard I guess it was now years later some type of parental fear that you know I was not gonna yeah make it and 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 or yeah just fear um but then they saw everything turned out all right but um every country I've moved in uh it it was just a lot of fear you know you have to register you have to talk to strangers you have to find your way, find directions, and uh, as a person alone, sometimes people say, oh, it's easier for you because you're on your own, and it's actually, I don't think it, it is easier, not, not, mm. not anyway, you know, there's always goods and bads if you're alone or not alone, but you have to deal with everything yourself, every decision I had to make, I had to make myself, you know, every failure I made, I made myself, I
0: mean... Yeah, that can be tough, so- especially when you're in your... In your early adulthood, right? So you were in your in your 20s when you first yes. left your, your yep. native Belgium. And I think, uh, if I remember right from the conversation we had earlier, you first mm-hmm. went to Spain, right? That was your first. Yes. So yeah. um, did you know any Spanish back then?
1: Well, th- there's another, yeah, that's another thing. I, I, a few months before I, I moved, I, I started to learn by myself some Spanish uh, vocabulary. And so I kind of taught myself and then I came there and then, yeah, with some broken words and a weird accent, but I just kept talking to the locals and I thought, you know, that's the only way I'm going to learn it is by making mistakes and just brattling mm-hmm. and babbling and, <laughs> and just trying and trying. And uh, yeah, so that's that's actually those years have taught me so much confidence and only, only by facing all those challenges and by just thinking, you know what, I'm just going to try.
0: So you were not afraid to make mistakes, you were not afraid at some point, or you may have been afraid, but you overcame Mm -hmm. that fear of, well, this, what I will say now in Spanish will be not perfect, it may come out with my weird Belgian accent, and it may not be grammatically correct. However, if I don't ask that question, I will be hungry or I will not find the next destination. So yep. there was a, a well, a need for you to get it out, whether it was right or wrong. So did, um, and this is a, this is a takeaway that I've, I've experienced with a lot, lots of our clients with myself. When I was in, in your shoes, I was 17 when I first left my native environment and the, the experience of having to, uh, to, to succeed somehow, no matter what it takes and no matter how scared or or incompetent I felt, Um, Mm -hmm. if if I didn't do something, I would not get the result I wanted. So, um, having having the experience of failing and learning from a mistake can be Mm -hmm. very healing, right?
1: Absolutely. And you know what, it's funny that you mentioned just this one, because the very favorite quote I have in my book is this, failure is feedback. Right. So I'll say that again, failure is feedback. And it's something I just cherish so much is that every time I make a mistake and every time I fail and every time, and oh man, of course I made a lot of dumb. It's a lesson. It's a lesson that I learned. It's a lesson to improve things only years ago I didn't see that yet (laughs) so yeah you you know you make mistakes and you fail or you you know like you have a job and it just you really think it's a dream job and then it ends up being like so stressful and exhausting and totally not what you want and then you can say okay well I made a wrong decision and I failed or or something did not go well but now every time I, I think and I say okay wait a minute I learned again you know I learned to make better choices in right. relationships as well. I, I'm divorced. I learned to to make better choices, to make different choices. So I always say, yes, look at your past, even if there are a lot of mistakes. And I think they build you up. They, 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 they teach you lessons so you can make other choices. And your past is not the same as your future. So if i done those things in the past, I'm not gonna do it again in the future.
0: Well, and, and some of it may be Owed to our Western or European mindset in education, that we teach our children and ourselves in a system that is geared towards perfection or excellence in, in one certain topic, and the, the absence of perfection or the, the failure to reach a certain level of competence comes with a stigma of being not a good person or not a good learner or not a good student. So we for generations, I think, or maybe even for, for centuries, especially the Western world, has been conditioned to think along those lines. So, uh, as you said, you didn't realize in your 20s how the mistakes were feedback from which you could learn. Now, at at a later time in your life, you have come to the realization that um, mistakes are, are, are nuggets, right? So, yeah. it, not, not everybody discovers that and you had the privilege of discovering that for yourself on your um, life abroad so you've lived throughout europe you've lived in north america Um, what were the countries that you lived in
1: um yeah started off in spain um then um i i decided to do master at a later age in uh, scotland which is uk then i moved down in the south of the uk um I know it's the same UK, it's the same country, but when you live there, then Scotland and the rest of the UK is kind of two different worlds. Yes. Um, so I do mention differently. Um, I, I enjoyed all of it. Um, well, what else? Let's see. Germany, um, France. I worked for two long periods in India in two different locations. Mm. Um, and yeah, I did my bachelor in uh, in the States.
0: So you, so, uh, you got And then I'm
1: in the Netherlands, yeah, so
0: and you speak outside of your native language which is dutch right you you speak the the yeah. uh, the flamish version of yeah. dutch correct <laughs> um yeah. you, al- you also speak french because in in belgium i think that's mandatory to speak french is it not mm-hmm.
1: well they say it's it's yeah the the country officially has two languages french and uh, and dutch only not all Belgians speak it. That's a misunderstanding. Um, oh, okay. I do, I do. I was raised bilingual. Luckily, I mean, I'm very fortunate that my parents raised me bilingual, so I speak them both perfectly. But it's not. Um, and in the schools, yeah, they teach it, but it's it's not like everybody speaks fluently two languages. All right. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah. And then besides that, I have um, uh, Spanish, uh, which did become very fluent mm-hmm. <laughs> after being there. To- <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, German, Italian, uh, what else?
0: Yeah, well, English. we hear that you speak English, so that that's 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 rather obvious. So
1: yeah, so basically six languages, and I'm now uh, learning Chinese. So, oh. but that's that's definitely definitely far from fluent at the moment.
0: And that, <laughs> that um... is as as those who have tried from from a Western context, um, all the languages you mentioned earlier are based on the Latin mm-hmm. script, and they yeah. all share to a certain degree Latin and Germanic roots, mm-hmm. but learning Mandarin Chinese is a different mm-hmm. animal in and by itself. I, so,
1: know. I love challenges.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it. So from from all your moves around the world, both as as a as a young lady trying to find her place in the world and, and then later on in in making conscious professional moves across the the, the globe. What were some of the struggles you encountered? What what are some of the the cross-cultural mistakes that you made that our listeners may be able to learn from because we've established already mm-hmm. that that would be good feedback. So let's let's give our audience a feedback that they don't have to make themselves. How about that?
1: Yeah, um thinking some things and then I uh, it slipped my mind again well I can tell you about my experiences but then again the importance is that everybody learns from their own life and experiences and and the, the thing that I do want to mention before I give some examples Christian is that it's so important to realize that it's okay to make mistakes in your life and it's and you can only make mistakes if you try things out you know if you don't do anything if sometimes you say well I want something but I don't know how well and then I won't try well then nothing's going to happen
0: right? right if you don't mistake if you don't make mistakes, you haven't tried anything
1: exactly exactly <laughs> so um yeah so mistakes i've made well um i think most of the mistakes uh is 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 trusting people that i shouldn't trust uh so i kind of Also, you know, was disappointed over and over again in in romantic relationships, in private relationships, in friends that I thought were going to be friends and then end up not. Mm -hmm. So I think that was definitely um, a lot of experience in that area that, yeah, that now I kind of develop a sense of, okay, this is a good person that I can't trust and not. But, yeah, a lot of disappointments in that area. So um, relationship area, people area. um, Definitely, number one is uh, yeah, languages. I think I think it, it, a lot of mistakes in languages, uh, wrong pronunciations, but also using the wrong words sometimes. Right. And uh, if 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 you want to give some advice and tips to people moving abroad or going abroad, then I actually interview expats uh, once a month and I publish them. And the number one that every expat uh, says is. Well, the language, you know, that's definitely a barrier Uh, if you really want to understand the the culture, the language is super important. If you want to register somewhere, get documents right, you know, phone company, Internet, you want to explain things, you really don't want to make language mistakes then when it comes to bills and uh, things like that. what else? Jobs that, again, like mistakes in jobs. Um, yeah, funny things like greeting people in every country, even in Europe, is just so different. You know, <laughs> two kisses in Spain on a cheek, and in France in the north, one kiss on a cheek, and in the south, four kisses. Uh, right. Yeah, things and then like you, that. And then,
0: and then you go to the US uh, or you go to India and the, try the kissing game, and you will earn some puzzled looks, right?
1: Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be too touchy in India. Not at all. No, no, no. Um, and then, uh, like, yeah, cultural differences, like uh, eating habits, or I think a shocking difference here in the Netherlands um, is is the directness of people. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just say what they think and they just tell you or criticize your work, and it's so accepted here. But if if I you know, I, I teach a lot of cultural differences, webinars as well. And when I do that with a, a group of Indian people, then I say, well, what if I tell you, hey, you know, I don't like the red on you. You know, your red shirt looks awful. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's weird to say something like that yeah, uh, or be, contradict your very, boss. Very
0: personal. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Or Ch- in, in business,
1: you know, like I, I just tell my boss, look, I don't agree. Fine. You know, I just say my opinion. But mm-hmm. that's unknown in China or India.
0: Correct. Now, yeah and and i think you, you you um you picked up something that most people aren't aware of when they go into foreign lands and they assume similarity based on language you just said it yeah. earlier that language is such an important piece of mm-hmm. the puzzle of being successful abroad however we We sometimes fall into a trap of assuming similarity. And we we find that in the English-speaking world, which there's, I don't know how many, 300, no, some, I don't know, some, I don't know how many million native speakers of English, and I'm sure the commenters to this episode will point it out. Uh, They will have the exact number. Um, But we know that US Americans are significantly different in their behavior from people in England. And you mentioned that the Scots are significantly different from the English (laughs) or the Welsh. So we have it within one country, and then Mm -hmm. add to that the Australians and the Zealanders. So you see different behaviors and different um, cultural preferences within one language group, and the same could be said for the Dutch native speakers. So you're from the Dutch-speaking part of Belgium, and even for you, the directness of your neighbors in the Netherlands, even though they speak the same language, took you aback at first, Correct.
1: Yeah. Um, and while you were talking, Christian, I, I, it's it's funny because I'm actually writing another book right now about moving abroad. And it's, it's going to be called something like the survival <laughs> uh, tool. But because it's really a lot of times assumed that, you know, English is, you know, the language that should be known worldwide. So if you talk English, then you're going to be safe anywhere. I mean, safe in a sense of understanding um, people and getting to know your way around. Mm. And that's such a, such, yeah, that's so un, un, unreal, it's, it's, it's not realistic, because it's not, and also in Europe, every country is so different, I mean, here I am in the Netherlands, talking Dutch, I'm native Belgian, you have no idea how many differences there are between Netherlands and Belgium, and it's right next to each other, and it's right. two such small countries compared to the States, so cultural differences are huge, and if you move abroad, and you don't talk the local language and you assume that with English you 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 can you know manage it's 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 gonna be hard on you so please be open to the fact of learning a new language or at least be open to the fact that you come into another local culture and be open to I think if you plan to move abroad that's the message here is that you really have to be open to change and open to adapt and mm-hmm. open to be Flexible, because if not, if you stick to your own language, your own habits, your own foods, you're never gonna really, you know, mingle with the cult, with the locals.
0: Right. So, I was about to ask you what is the one big tip, and you already said it. So, be mm-hmm. open. Be open yeah. to change. Be open to uh, uh, embrace a, a different, yeah. a different normal, a quote unquote yeah. normal. Right. Um, it, it sounds easy. But it, it's, it's easy to to claim that, oh yes, I, I am open, I will be open. And those of you who have gone through similar experiences like Rachel and I have, you know that it is not always easy to be open because mm-hmm. when it well, when push comes to shove when we come to a crossroads either at work or in our personal lives, we tend to default to our own personal way of doing things and then Mm -hmm. that which is different becomes a threat or becomes something that we just disapprove or dislike so Mm -hmm. being and remaining open as easy as it may sound it is a constant practice right yeah it is
1: it is and you can you can try to prepare and I think preparation is, is is really important and there's a lot of things you can prepare, but there's a lot of things that you just see when you get there and maybe the first weeks that you are abroad, you think, hey, it's cool, it's nice, it's fun, but then you realize like, okay, it's not a holiday here, you know, and I really have to communicate with the locals and, and adapt to the cultural habits and, and I think the the, the The first thing you have to realize for yourself if you plan to move abroad or to another culture is is just simple things like okay, how are you now? Okay, let's say a person who has never moved abroad. So, do you have like a a habit to every week you go and have coffee with your friends, or every day or a few times a week you go to your gym? Um, You have your favorite coffee, you have your favorite meal, you have your favorite. You know those favorite habits are you going to be willing to give all of that up Mm -hmm. you know right because if you move abroad you know the first thing i do is i search for a gym because i want to find a gym but it's never going to be the same gym as i had in another Mm -hmm. country Uh, you have to find new friends you have to meet people especially if you're single you have to find those new habits and those new routines And for a lot of people, that's really, really hard to let go. You know, you go into a supermarket. That's always the first funny thing that I have. It's like the first time I enter a supermarket abroad, I spend like an hour
0: just just
1: watching Like, Okay, what is this? Okay, there's milk, but there's blue milk and there's red milk and there's, okay, so what is what here? And then, you know, just like discovering. And it's that discovering. If you have that discovery in you, that's like, hey, fun. But mm-hmm. if you think, no, I wanna find my milk that I always have and that small yogurt that I always eat, then oh then you might, you
0: know It might be a challenge, right. Mm, yeah. I think it was it was Mark Twain. I'm, I'm 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 not quite sure if I remember the quote verbatim, but I think it was Mark Twain. He said there are some things in life you only learn by picking up the cat by its tail. So mm-hmm. if you imagine picking up a cat by the tail and what the animal will do if you grab the cat by its tail. That's the only way you will learn. You know, the only way to learn is to, to do it and not from a book or not from this podcast or not from uh, a feature documentary on TV. It's, you, you have to immerse yourself in, in the experience, otherwise it's only theoretical.
1: Okay, but can I add something to that,
0: Christian? Yes, please.
1: Um, hold on. I'm just going to take a note because otherwise I'm going to forget my... Uh, uh, okay, there's two, two things I want to add to that. Is Yes, you have to do things, okay? But then when you say that, there's probably a lot of people thinking right now, yeah, that's easy to say. Um, so how, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's two comments I have to make. Is One thing is, I will never say, follow your heart and jump. Okay, because I am a very down-to-earth, realistic person. So please don't just jump irrealistically without thinking. Because to me, the most important is planning and preparation. Before you do something and before you take big decisions in your life, like moving abroad, changing careers, you know, I'm all about motivating and increasing your confidence. And I'm really all there to help. But it doesn't just go overnight. And you really have to think things through. And if you're not feeling happy now in your career or relationship, yes, maybe you should change and you should take the step, but don't just do it. Don't just jump because you have to think, you have to, you know, I, I quit my job last year, but I thought about it a very long time. And I planned and I prepared and I was thinking about how can I, you know, get some income somewhere else so that I can leave the job where I'm really unhappy with. Now everybody's like, Oh wow. You know, you took the jump. Yes. I did, but there's a but. I didn't just do it, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So that comes with my second point that I want to make is that, yes, you have to move and yes, you have to take action. But how do you do it? You do it by taking small steps. Because if you think, oh, I want to change and I want to move abroad and I just want to do it. Yes, it's great. But if you face a mountain, it's really hard to say like, okay, how am I going to do that? Right. So, it down into smaller steps and then comes it goes hand in hand with the planning and the preparation then you can build a plan and say okay step one is this step two is that and then it's kind of like breaking up the mountain so that you can step over a hill each time you know yeah I, 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 I love that. that I love mountain. that
0: you, you you give that practical advice that it yes this, for some this may be a big mountain the the abroad experience or whatever whatever challenge in life you're facing. Um, and then because it's so big, uh, we, we we stop and we don't do anything because we're intimidated by, by the greatness of the task. So breaking it down yeah. into incremental steps is critical. Yeah. Th- thanks for yeah. driving that home.
1: That's that's actually the message. I'm hopefully, if I have time enough to finish writing my book, is like first, you know, first chapter would be, OK, so who are you? You know, just what we mentioned, like, are you open minded? Are you flexible? Are you stuck to your family, your friends, your little coffee? Or, you know, and then the second thing, okay, second step, how about your finances? Do you have some money in the bank because you have some emergency, you know, you you never know what's going to happen? Can you handle that? Then the third thing, what are you going to do abroad? Do you have a job? Will you have a job? Are you going to search a job? You know, can go on and on, but that's, that's the, yeah.
0: So planning how how do people find um, awaken the courage in you how, how do they find the existing book is it on amazon and all the other outlets or do they go yes. through your website um,
1: they it, it's definitely on amazon globally so anywhere in the world on amazon you can uh, you can get it uh, bold.com but it's uh, more